welcome to the Blister Podcast, a program dedicated to interesting people, the great outdoors, and a bunch of other stuff we like. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check us out online at blisterreview.com. Today, we're talking about new bikes with our mountain bike editor, Noah Bodman. We recorded this podcast yesterday while Noah was literally on the convention center floor in Las Vegas for this year's Interbike. I talked to Noah about the highlights, the lowlights, and the surprises he found at this year's show. We also talk about e-bikes, tacos, and our plan to open up a taco stand in Whitefish, Montana. Seriously, Montana? Do you really not have any good tacos? This episode of the Blister Podcast is presented by High Brew Coffee. Last episode, I told you how I came to discover High Brew, and my relationship with High Brew has continued to deepen. Immediately upon return from New Zealand, I had to do a very quick round trip drive to Colorado, home and back in less than 30 hours. Normally that's no big deal, but when you are still insanely jet lagged and only sleeping a couple hours a night, staying awake becomes a rather huge feat. Happily, I survived and I can now report that I have purchased and tried every single flavor of high brew coffee. Furthermore, as you'll hear in my conversation with Noah, it turns out that when you are working round the clock on a buyer's guide, cold coffee, which you can drink much faster than piping hot coffee, can come in very, very, very handy. So even though I've basically been mainlining mine, you should slow down and savor yours. Highbrew puts expertly crafted cold brew coffee in a can to enjoy whenever and wherever you want it. And Highbrew coffee uses only the finest 100% fair trade Arabica beans. There is no funky aftertaste and no sugar crash, because none of the Highbrew coffees are loaded up with a ton of sugar. Go find out for yourself. Go to highbrewcoffee.com to learn more about their products and check out their store finder to see where you can get yours. Now let's get to our conversation about new bikes with Noah Bodman, straight from the convention center floor at Interbike. Well, hey Noah, um, how are you? Hey John, uh, I'm, uh, I'm great. My feet hurt and I'm sick of walking around in a convention center, but uh, other than that, I'm pretty good. Okay. Um, how's Las Vegas? You're, you're a pretty huge fan of Vegas, right? Uh, you know, every year I'm like, you know, it's going to be fun going to Vegas. We'll go, uh, do the Vegas thing for a couple days. And then like, uh, maybe 20 hours later, I'm like, wait a second. This was a terrible mistake. This place actually sucks. (laughs) I don't know. I, right now, the idea of being in Vegas and just sitting by the pool with some water wings, that sounds amazing to me. Um, that. That does sound amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am not sitting by the pool with water wings. I am in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center uh, walking a lot. <laughs> okay, that's true. Yeah, different. That's right. You're on assignment. The, the, yeah. the version of Vegas I'm uh, imagining at the moment um, is, does not involve me being on assignment. But um, Yeah, unfortunately, there are no swim-up bars in Interbike. In Interbike, yeah. Um, speaking of Interbike, uh, that is certainly the purpose for this call. Uh, well, that and I just missed you. I mean, of course, but, um, of course. but tell me what's going on. Um, oh, wait, before I forget, you were all excited when we talked last night, uh, briefly that 
you you were on your way out to dinner, and this was really exciting for you because you, uh, I guess, apparently, unlike Whitefish, Montana, where you live, uh, you were going to go be able to eat tacos for dinner? Yeah, you can't get good tacos in Montana, which huh. I, I know will come as a shock, but there are good tacos in Vegas. Uh, and so I went and got tacos at Taco El Gordo, and they were <laughs> Taco El Gordo? I think that's the name of it. I'm not sure. Huh. It's on the Strip. It's like the cheapest food that you can get on the Strip. Huh. And it's like this total shithole of a taco <laughs> shop. And, and you line up. Like, you get in a different line depending on what kind of taco you want. So you get huh. in, like, one line for the carne tacos and one line for the adobada. And, uh, and yeah, they're awesome and, uh, and cheap. And I, I might go back there tonight. Wow. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> given that I live in New Mexico, I don't know whether to trust you on this one, um, given that you live in the land of no tacos, apparently. But, uh, but I am intrigued. I, I mean, I've had good tacos. I've, I've eaten tacos in Mexico. Okay. Um, so I, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but <laughs> I know a good taco when it goes in my mouth. These were good tacos. <laughs> Excellent. Um, tell me about Interbike, because uh, turns out I'm in the middle of um, working on this buyer's guide. Uh, and um, Ski buyer's guide. Ski buyer's guide and just crushing, crushing cans of high brew coffee um, like it's going out of style. So um, I've got, you know, I figure 25, 30 minutes tops um, before I crash and require another can. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, given that, um, tell me, let's talk bikes. Yeah. Tell me, well, let's start with the, the demo days. Um, yeah. Uh, tell me about that. What were the highlights? What surprised you, etc. Uh, well, what surprised me was that nobody was there. <laughs> huh. Uh, you know, generally there's, uh, quite a few companies at these demos and, you know, everybody shows up and checks out all the company's new stuff. And this year, uh, most of the companies weren't there, but it did mean that uh, Da Vinci and Pivot and GT and uh, Cannondale, the, the few companies that were there, uh, were just killing it. Uh, Transition was there. So, yeah, we rode some bikes uh, from Da Vinci, from Transition. Um, uh, we got on some pivots and, yeah, had a good time. Uh, super impressed with the Da Vinci Django 29 that just came out. It's like a 120 mil travel, uh, 130 in the front. Just super fun bike, the kind of thing you just get on, and it's like, yeah, this feels good. It feels right. And, uh, and yeah, first thing we did is went and jumped off of stuff with it. So that's always a good sign. Um, and kind of the same thing for the Transition Scout, which is a 27 five uh, 650b bike um i think same travel i want to say it's uh 120 maybe 125 in the back um so pretty short travel and uh in the past i have often found that the shorter travel 650b bikes um i prefer the 29er usually for the shorter travel bikes just uh you get a little more rolloverness; they roll a little faster uh but the scout was a ton of fun I really liked that bike and same thing just super easy to have fun on feels comfortable right from the get-go super active suspension but it still pedals pretty well 
Um, so yeah, those were, uh, those were the highlights, uh, for kind of the trail bikes. And then, um, yeah, I rode a pivot firebird, which I used to own one. I own the original pivot firebird and they just redid it this year. And it is a way different bike. It is pretty much a downhill bike now, uh, which makes it really fun because it's like a downhill bike that eh, more or less pedals when you want it to. Like you can go up a hill if you have to on it, um, but just crushes it on the descents. Super stable. Um, and yeah, you, Bootleg Canyon, where the demo is, it's, it's pretty rocky. And so uh, suspension matters. And with the Firebird, you just ignored everything and pointed it in the general direction that you wanted to go and just smash into stuff. And it, it did really well with that. Hmm. Nice. Um, but yeah. So yeah, had some fun bikes there. Uh, it was like 102 degrees on Monday. So <laughs> I, I drank like 18 gallons of water and was still dehydrated at the end of the day. Hmm. But uh, I fixed that with Tecate. Uh, happy to hear it. Um, hey, one question. Have you yet ridden the Da Vinci Hendrix? I have not ridden the Hendrix, and it's technically actually not called the Hendrix anymore. It is now the Marshall. Okay. Uh, there is some uh, uh, copyright or trademark or something issues with some Hendrix company in Europe. Okay. So now Marshall would be Jimmy's middle name. So it is okay. now the Marshall. Okay. Uh, but I have not ridden it. It it looks like a fun bike, um, but uh, yeah, I haven't been on that one. Okay. I just wondered because I know you're. Let's to put this um, diplomatically. You're maybe not the world's earliest adopter on twenty seven five plus, but I remember seeing that bike in the spring, and I was like, I remember writing you. It was like, man, I think I want this bike, and you were. You were, um, how do we say? You weren't. You weren't. You were. You were cautioning me away, telling me not to, not to, not to be. You know, not to start moving to this, to this side of things. So, but I just was curious if you had uh, actually gotten on the thing yet. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't ridden the Marshall. Uh, I've ridden some other plus bikes, and and I think they there is a time and a place. Uh, there's certainly <laughs> an argument for them. I mean, they go around corners like mad. Like they they have. Tons of traction. Um, you know, I think uh, tire technology is a little bit questionable on them, especially if you live in a place where uh, there's lots of sharp rocks and that sort of thing, just yeah. because to keep the tire weight down, they have to do a, a fairly light casing on those bigger tires. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also just find that uh, uh, it... I have a harder time riding a bike like I want to ride it uh, with the big tires. They they kind of roll in corners a bit, and uh, and they're a little less precise. Mm-hmm. I guess is how I put it. They they're undamped. It's you know it's it's a big spring basically. Yeah. And uh, you know uh, suspension engineers have spent the last fifty years figuring out how to get tires to stick on the ground just right with some pretty fancy complicated damping mechanisms and if you stick a big old tire on that bike then you're kind of unwinding a lot of that but um but i also see how people really like them 
I think they can be super fun in the right conditions. And honestly, like some of the stuff at bootleg, there's a bunch of really sandy stuff. Yeah. And those things, it's like, yeah, the pulse bikes just crush it through that stuff because the skinnier tires are skittering around all over the place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you get your pressure dialed in right and you've got a, a good suspension set up mixed with the right tires, then they they give a super smooth ride. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, there are certainly arguments for them. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to just sit here and kind of crap all over them. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, can you go express my thanks to whoever it is in the background that's like apparently building a fence uh, behind you? I think they're taking down a fence. Okay. We're, uh, we're at the end of Interbike. It's Friday afternoon. Everybody's tearing down their booths. And so all the exhibitors that have been just like hanging on by a thread and just want to get the hell out of here, they're now like in full on tear down, like destruction mode. And and the building is like collapsing around me. Okay, sweet. I like this image. Um, I, I hope somebody sets the place on fire while you're trying to conduct this podcast. Um, let me know if that happens, because if it does, I'm going to think of some more more and more questions to ask you. Okay, so back to the demo days. Was there a biggest disappointment or biggest head scratcher? Um, you know from riding one of the bikes you were riding or something something else um well i mean my biggest personal disappointment was just getting crushed on a climb by a guy that weighed at least three times as much as me <laughs> um and but but uh my saving grace was as soon as he got past me i was like oh he's on an e-bike uh-huh. an e-fat bike e-fat. uh and so, yeah, that was, that was kind of the theme of demo days was people on e-bikes almost killing me um, <laughs> because those things are everywhere now. And while apparently most of the major bike brands got the message that, that nobody was going to the demo days this year, none of the e-bike manufacturers got that. So uh, there was tons of e-bikes there. And yeah, like every single climb as I'm huffing my way up it, there's some dude just like cruising past me and not even pedaling, uh, which is, uh, I, that's not an experience that I have had as much in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was new. Uh-huh. Um, uh, other than that, you know, I, I wouldn't say any of the bikes I rode, um, were surprising or disappointing. I, I guess I would say, uh, they were surprising and that they were uh, good. Like I said, Django was cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, e-bikes, those things, uh, uh, not a fan. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've been thinking about just really letting myself go. So um, yeah, you know, it's good to know that if I should I make that life choice, I'm gonna be able to kick your ass up climbs. Yeah, you're going to run out of battery sooner or later, though. <laughs> Probably sooner if you really let yourself go. Yeah. Those little motors can only do so much, that's you know? A, that's a good point. We'll have to... It's a good point. What is this, like, Sisyphus pushing a boulder <laughs> uphill for the rest of his life? <laughs> Something like that. Um, uh, what other interesting thoughts or products or componentry uh, 
from the couple of days riding bikes in Vegas? Oh, so let me see. Uh, from riding bikes, um, well, so, I, you know, I think I hit the highlights on the bikes that I actually rode. Um, although, uh, you know, one thing I did notice this year, I, I switched back and forth between some Fox suspension and some rock shocks suspension, rear shocks, um, on really similar bikes like the like the Django twenty seven five and the Django twenty nine. Twenty nine had a Fox, the twenty seven five had a uh Rock Shocks Monarch on it. Um and man, I think Fox has stepped up their game. The Fox stuff feels really good. Huh. Um, and and I've generally been a fan of the Monarch. I think it's a pretty good shock. Uh but yeah, the Fox stuff felt better. Uh, on on a bunch of different bikes, like the Firebird had a uh, a Float X2, which is like Fox's downhill shock, mm-hmm. and that thing was super impressive. Um, you know, normally you associate air shocks with having a little bit of stickiness, uh, just because they have some tighter seals, and uh, and yeah, that thing is just super super smooth right off the beginning of its stroke. Hmm. Um, so yeah, Fox is killing it. Let's talk yeah. about the the sh- the show floor. Um, what was the good uh, or the interesting that you were seeing on the floor? Well, uh, I would say part of the good, you know, similar to the demo, like uh, a lot of the bigger brands don't really have as much of a presence at the show anymore, um, which is kind of a bummer because it's you know it's harder to check out the. The new bikes but it also means that a lot of the little companies are getting a lot more attention and there's definitely some cool stuff out there um you know i've got a uh, let's see one uh, i talked to the fix it sticks guy it's just these cool little tools and he's like totally like the garage inventor who's putting out products from uh using kickstarter and you know, he's got a bunch of little uh i don't know if i'd call them gadgets but you know, just cool ideas that he came up with and he's putting out there and, and here he is and he's getting attention. Um, but then uh, some other cool stuff. Uh, Hope was here. They um, they put together a carbon bike. Uh, you know, they're generally a component maker and I don't think their bike's even in production. But it's just a really... It's like the bike when, when you've got a massive machine shop and a bunch of engineers and they decide they want to build themselves a bike. Like, this is the bike you come up with. And it's just... Uh, really cool to look at. It's got some crazy, like crazy chain stays that are machined out of solid blocks of aluminum. They're not, they're not tubes. Wow. Uh, and uh, and all, of course, yeah. it's just like decked out in all of Hope's components. Their brakes and, and pedals and everything that are all just perfectly color matched and everything. Um, then uh, 9.8, they do uh, there's dropper posts, um, and they. They don't have any, well, they have a couple of new tweaks on their products, but I think the big news from them is that they are actually in production on a 200 millimeter dropper post. So like, you know, a couple of years ago, like 100 or 125 millimeter drop was was the biggest you could get. Now they're doing 200, which is huge. And I know a couple of really tall guys that are going to be super excited for that. Hmm. Um uh, Scott was here, Scott Bikes, uh, one of the few bigger brands that were here. They totally redid their uh, Spark bikes. Um, so there's there's a couple different bikes in those lineups, but like their 120 mil travel trail bike, uh, 
total redesign and they're just crazy light and they've uh, retweaked their geometry um, their old bikes were a little kind of shorter and steeper so they've they've gone with modern trends so I think those bikes have the potential to be really really cool just because you know, you can get like a 24 pound trail bike which is yeah ridiculous like their race bike uh, the shorter travel bike is they their full suspension one is down to like 21 pounds uh, complete which is that's like a hardtail yeah boy so like if I do decide to start letting myself go before I make the transition fully to e-bikes I might I might check out the Scott Right. Scott, actually, they've got some e-bikes in the lineup too, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe you should talk to them. Yeah, but I, I mean, I can just start though on just a super light trail bike to help the cause, and then once I start hitting like obese levels, then I can transition to some different bikes. So your plan is to buy a really light bike and then get fat. Yeah. To, I think yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a. I mean, I guess if you run a really, you know, put the bike through its paces, then yeah dude it's 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 simple physics you know if i get heavier lighten up the bike it's exactly the same uh it is the same i'm suggesting that the bike is gonna snap that's what i'm i'm sorry i was beating around the bush there but i think that your fat ass is going to snap that bike in half and it is not scott's bike or scott's fault this is Um, i am not suggesting that scott bikes are in any way weak i am just just, suggesting that you know, if, your with my, my life choices lead me down this yeah, road. Okay. Your American excesses. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll, uh, I'll think about that. I'll think about mm-hmm. that. Um, anything else on the good? Uh, there's some cool like instant engagement hubs uh, from Onyx and Stealth. Um, those have been around for a little bit, but uh, just got to play with them a little bit and had some uh, cutaways where you can see the internals. And actually, uh, our guy Branham Schneider is on some noble wheels that are using Onyx internals, I believe. So um, he should be uh, getting a look at those. Cool. Uh, but yeah, pretty cool. Like you know, the second you push forward on the pedals, you're going. There's no, there's none of that lag. Yep. Cool. Um, what's the dumbest looking thing you've seen? Well. It being Interbike, there are a lot of dumb things, but um, there was uh, this uh, like pedal-powered pontoon boat um, for a single person. So I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of a pontoon boat, which really <laughs> should only be used for parties. Um, but if you have, wanted to have a one-person uh, like pity party in the middle of the lake, then you could pedal out there on this thing. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, in case like stand up paddle boarding is just too mainstream now, yeah. you can get your pedal powered pontoon boat. It's a lot of alliteration. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Um, okay. Um, do you happen to have a photograph of this pedal powered pontoon boat? You know, I have a photograph of this. Okay. Of course. How would I walk past that without. I, I don't know. I was going to be really disappointed. We're going to, we'll put a picture of that up. Uh, in the show notes to this episode because um, I want to see this thing now. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was actually texting with a friend, not only do I have a photo of it uh, on the floor, but he had a photo of one actually in use. Wow. 
was yeah, apparently, apparently they exist in Whitefish, Montana. <laughs> wow, Whitefish, Montana, where you coming can't, through? You can't get a taco, but you can get a pedal-powered pontoon boat. Yeah, I think our priorities are a bit off, but yeah. I'm in charge of neither pontoon boats nor tacos and whitefish, so yeah, uh, I'll have to talk to the mayor. <laughs> Sounds like this could be a potential business opportunity for me and you, by the way, like bringing tacos to Whitefish, Montana. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. I, I don't know, maybe the market's just not like, it, there's a lot of Canadians in Whitefish, maybe they're not fond of tacos. Okay, I don't know. It's craziness. Um, what else? What else have you been? Uh, we talked about demo days. We talked about the convention floor. Um, what else have you been doing in Vegas? Or at least, what have you been doing that you can talk about on a public podcast? Yeah. Um, well, we uh, we did go to Cross Vegas on Wednesday night, which is like the big cyclocross race that. Uh, that happens every year and it's a pretty good time big party and you know it's like half the bike industry goes and and heckles cyclocross racers as they <laughs> beat themselves <laughs> beat themselves up riding through deep sand and jumping over stuff um so yeah we went to that and uh all of those people uh are, are in much 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 better shape than i am uh, <laughs> Were there? Uh, no, you know, I really think that uh, electric bikes have a future in cross racing. That's just what uh, I was going to ask you. You know, actually, there was a there was a, some woman that got disqualified because she had secret motors in her cyclocross yeah. bike. Um, I I don't know if they found any secret motors at uh, at Cross Vegas, but yeah, that's um, that's totally what I'm going to do to my 24 pound Scott bike. If I choose to let myself go, I'm going to start with that and then put secret motors in there <clears throat> before I before I just bust out my full glory e-bike hog. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think that's a that's a great idea. Mechanical doping is is yep. uh, it's a lot healthier than actual doping. Of course, I don't know if it's healthier than intentionally gaining a ton of weight, but Anyway, well, I'm still sorting through all of this. So yeah, I mean that's the details. I mean, I don't think anything that you've just said has any confirmed scientific basis. Okay, well, maybe not. <clears throat> um, but I'm too tired to know. Um, well, it sounds like that's a wrap. Did we did we leave anything out? Um, <laughs> are um, there, is there like a a forklift about to like? push you out of the convention center as they tear it down uh no i all of what you are hearing is not even in the room that i am in it's just uh yeah it's complete mayhem as everyone is tearing down their booths and trying to get the hell out of vegas as quickly as they possibly can yeah well, it makes sense well all right noah well thank you for checking in um and uh i look forward to seeing some of your write-ups on this stuff um shortly i hope um but yeah, yeah. Uh, um enjoy your friday night in vegas i hope you just get weird and um <laughs> and then make it out alive uh thanks uh appreciate the uh i don't know 
Was that a vote of confidence? I don't think it was. I don't. Um, no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, we'll see how that goes, and uh, if I make it out alive, then yeah, you'll be seeing write-ups on a few different new bikes and uh, some some more coverage from the show floor. Cool. Look forward to it. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. That's it for this edition of the Blister Podcast. Many thanks to Noah Bodman for the intel and to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob, who, fun fact, prefers to go on three-day raft trips wearing a burlap sack-style onesie. It's kind of weird, but he says it's functional. Thanks also to Highbrew Coffee for sponsoring this episode. Do yourself a favor and go to highbrewcoffee.com to check this stuff out. Then go to their store finder on the site to find out where you can grab yourself some high brew. Till next time, head over to blisterreview.com to check out Noah's write-up and reviews from Interbike. And if you're enjoying the podcast, do us a favor of leaving a good rating for us on iTunes, or let us know if you have any life advice questions for J-Bob. Talk to you next week.